Dr. Homebrew is brought to you by Five Star Chemicals, providing safety and cleaning supplies for brewing, distilling, and winemaking at fivestarchemicals.com. Dr. Luck. Stand aside, nurse. I'm Dr. Homebrew. All right, everybody, welcome once again to the fantabulous, the mystical, the magical um, Dr. Homebrew. You can always tell in the order in which we do shows, um, the second one in the month uh, is the one that we've been able to build up a lot of beer in our system. And I feel much better and much more uh, handsome and funny when I have had when I've ha- have had 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 more uh, more beers than before. It's pretty sad. It's pretty sad. That's right. <laughs> yep. It is kind of ridiculous. We did have a couple of beers over those couple of weeks, though. So hey. Yeah, that was pretty good. I think. Oh. I think it worked out well. Anyways, uh, we are Doctor Homebrew. Uh, what is Doctor Homebrew? Well, let me tell you about the fantabulous, greatest ever Doctor Homebrew show uh we are a interactive bjcp score sheet if you will you contact me and jp at the brewing network.com and i get your beers in here and get you on the line and uh brian and lee our master bjcp judges will dissect the beer for you fill out the score sheets and then we talk to you on the air uh where you get to ask questions you actually get feedback and uh, if you're a local guy, like one of our uh, our later guests, this gentleman named Casey, um, you can actually sit in here and watch us as we spit your beer out. Or not. Or as we compliment you very heavily and pat you on the back, and we actually lift you up over our shoulders. You might even get us to change our score sheets if you really are a good talker. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Wouldn't that be great? If- That's, you know, it's interactive, but to a point. I mean, we're, our score sheets are set in stone. I got it. I got it. Depends got how it. much tequila you bring. Well, that's <laughs> also true. Um, here's here's a way that the BJCP can, can or not the BJCP, the AHA, can make changes to the way competitions are run. If you, let's say NHC, if you're in the second round and you're in the best of show, I think you should go in and plead your case. I think you should go in front of the panel of judges <laughs> and say... Um, well, look, this is, uh, I- I'm pushing for it. Lee, you're hanging your head, but uh, you know it's a good idea. No, no. You, you, go, you go, listen, guys, you know, I just, uh, this was supposed to be, uh, you know, I was supposed to use Munich 10, but uh, they didn't have it at the homebrew shop, and I couldn't do anything, and, and, but I think that I really used it, I utilized my brewing skills to, to do the best that I could. I overcame adversity and I brewed the best beer I could. Right. Damn it. Did I tell you I have no hands? These were just regrown on mice recently. Come in with fake hand stubs and you're like, oh, I screwed this. The penguin in Batman was actually based on my grandpa. Oh, dude. I think it's a good idea. But anyway, that's basically what we do. Well, I think what Wine? Dr. Homebrew could do at future like uh, beer events would be Lee and I run around with uh, like an IV bag full of homebrew that has a little tap on the bottom of the stand. We're like run around with a, a stretcher and we get people up on there. Quick, this man needs some homebrew. Dr. Homebrew to the rescue, you know. It'd be like, take on a whole new meaning. It'd be like a scene in the uh, in Pee-wee's Big Adventure, that nightmare with the clown, <laughs> the Dr. Clowns running around. I think that'd be good. Let's do it. 
But that's what we do, basically. So if you want to be a part of Dr. Homebrew, (laughs) Halloween is coming up. Uh, Email me at jp at thebrainnetwork.com, and I will eventually get back to you. We are kind of uh, backlogged for the next couple months, but uh, I do want to drink your beer. I do want you to come on the show and talk to us about what you have done. What have you done? Um, We would not be sitting here in the studio today without our lovely sponsor, Five Star. They are the Dr. Homebrew sponsor. So uh, if you uh, go to fivestarchemicals.com, you get the lowdown on what Five Star does. But you already really know what they do. They have PBW. They have a Star Sand. They have a Sandy Clean. They have the IO Star. They have boots, like brewing boots and gloves and all sorts of chemicals and products to help you brew the best beer that you can. And and, and we often talk uh, to home brewers on the show. Uh, and the number one problem is sanitation, really, it comes down to. Uh, and and nobody makes a better product to combat bacterium and garbage uh, than Five Star. So check out fivestarchemicals.com. They're on Facebook. I'm not entirely sure if they're on Twitter or not, but uh, follow them. They give out good information. They're nice people. Plus, if you're on the show, they give you a pack. They give you a little prize pack where uh, I know there's some PBW and there's some Star Sand. I think there's some other goodies in there, too. So not only do you come and get great, high-quality feedback, um, not only do you get to hear the best host this side of Stockton, but you get a little, you know, thing from Five Star, a little, little package, and it's kind of cool, too. <clears throat> Excuse me. Stockton, huh? I don't know. It was, the, it, was the, it was the city farthest to the right. I don't know, direction, whatever. Okay. Uh, thank you. You're thank welcome. you for asking. <laughs> Uh, we also have a, a, a great new sponsor called Brew Toad. Go to BrewToad.com. What they are is uh, an online web-based um, recipe archive, I guess, if you will, recipe database. You, you can build your recipe in there. You post your recipe online. And you can actually go and hunt for other people's recipes. If you know, if you know your buddy's recipe is on Brew Toad and you know his brewer handle or you know the, 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 the name of the beer or whatever, you can search for that online. Um, you can just go and discover new beers by style if you're planning on brewing something that, you know, maybe your friends may not have a whole lot of, um, a whole lot of uh, history with or a whole lot of knowledge about doing a certain style, you can go to brewtoad.com, search whatever it is you're looking for, maybe a goes or, or, or some sort of you know weird beer that nobody ever really does. And um, and and there you go. Speaking of brewtoad, I have a frog in my throat. <laughs> Excuse me. It's all that singing during the break. Uh, so anyway, check it out. Go to brewtoad.com. If you want to read the recipes... Uh, by the brewers that we have on Brute on uh, excuse me on Doctor Homebrew, go to bruto.com slash Doctor Homebrew. Not only do they uh, save and uh, archive all the the recipes for us, but they put the shows up for download. They also have the BJCP sheets from the guys here. They're the real ones. Well, they're scans, but you know what I mean. Uh, so check that out too. You can you can almost play along at home. Download the show, check out the score sheets as the guys read them, uh, and then look at the recipe too and see what you would do to tweak out here and there. Uh, and then brew the beer and make it even better. See? And there you go. So you can take our feedback, make it better, brew a bang up, smack, wheeze, bang beer. That was a lot of talking I did. Wheeze, bang. Wheeze, bang. Wheeze, bang. So what are the beers we have today, folks? Do you guys... uh? Do you guys know Brian Lee? We have a Spicer vegetable beer. Oh, what is that? The coffee. Well, stout. It's, it's a coffee American stout. 
Uh, I think it's American Stout, right? We weren't sure on that. We weren't sure. We had to guess again. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. It's a stout with coffee. It is a stout with coffee. Yes. Um, Excuse me. And then we have a, uh, what do we have? Why? Casey, Hop of, Hop and, Hop of Weifest? Hop and Weizen. Hop and Weizen. Category 23 specialty beer. Weizen with American hops. German Weiss beer with West Coast American hops. All right. So we are going to check those out after the break. Uh, the first guy we're going to have on is Ryan. He sent us that coffee stout, so you guys will be able to clarify whether or not it's a it's a sweet stout or a whatever. We'll have to go rewrite our score sheets if it's wrong. It'll take about <laughs> 20 minutes. <laughs> Discuss it and all that. Well, uh, I'll, I'll get them on, and hopefully during the break we can figure it out. So No, it's cool. And then we'll just edit this out so no one knows that we don't know. No one knows, going. yeah. Great. It's fun. It's beer's fun, and that's all that's all Dr. Homebrew's about. It's about having fun and drinking some homebrews and, and maybe learning something. You never know. Anyway, stay tuned. After the break, we'll have Ryan on the line. We'll be drinking some coffee stout, and we'll all be having a good old time. Uh, grab a beer. It's Dr. Homebrew. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five Star Treatment today. This Mosaic Pale Ale from Rebel Brewer is delicious. Yes, I enjoy it too. Wait, did you hear that? It sounds like a Velociraptor. Why would a Velociraptor be here? That doesn't make any sense. He's going for my beer. I'll stop him. Oh. It looks like our frightening friend just has a thing for Rebel Brewer Hoppy Beers. RebelBrewer.com has the largest selection of grains on the planet. And if you order before noon, most orders will ship the same day. Two-thirds of the country gets their orders in two days or less. Rebel Brewer, the velociraptor of homebrew shops. Why wait? Quick, flexible, speedy, fast, not slow, and fast and speedy. Visit RebelBrewer.com today. I'll rip your face off. Oh, and he'll totally do it, too. Visit today at rebelbrewer.com. Hello, fellow BNers. This is Sully from the 21st Amendment Brewery located in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. Before Nico and I opened the 21A and before I was a professional brewer, I homebrewed on my small four-burner apartment stove in a back house in Santa Monica, California, making my extract brews before graduating to the daunting idea of all-grain brewing. Homebrew books and information was hard to come by back then. The Internet hadn't been invented yet, along with other things we take for granted today, like electricity and potable water. One thing I wish I had back then when I was learning was a radio show that could teach me the ins and outs of brewing and answer questions that I had about homebrewing, a resource for making great craft beer. The 21st Amendment Brewery is excited to be a proud sponsor of Dr. Homebrew, 
a great show that teaches you what you need to know about making incredible beer. Good stuff. Listen up. You might learn something. I certainly did. And thanks for your support. Tasty Crack Games. All right, everybody, it's Dr. Homebrew. At the break, we were just talking about voices in our heads and how they should sound if we had them and what medication to take or not to take to get rid of them. Uh, we should have Ryan on the line right now. Ryan? How you doing? What's going on, man? Living the dream. Yeah? What dream is that? <laughs> this is the one where you're, you're in school and you're naked. <laughs> Everyone laughs at you. I'm, it is kind of like that, yes. See? <laughs> You are living the dream. Nice work. I am. I am. So uh, you sent us this coffee stout. Yes, I did. <laughs> Why are you laughing? And you were chatting. Uh, you're well, like, sorry, it sucks. Come on. Yeah, you know, I uh, I haven't tasted since I sent it to you. And, yeah. uh, you know, I wasn't a big fan of it. I'm not a big stout fan to begin with. But yeah. uh, uh, I just got into All Green about three months ago. And I just wanted to try something different other than the IPAs and stuff like that. And a boy. Three months ago. So you, how long had you been brewing before you made that change? Uh, so, well, I started drinking beer two years ago. Before that, I was a whiskey guy. And uh, about right. a year and a half ago, I got into uh, um, uh, extract. My wife got me a Mr. Beer kit. Another and, Mr. Beer guy. How did that go? Uh, you know, it was all right. I mean, it was you know low ABV and tasted like crap. But uh, other than that, it was, it was all right. Uh, before it was done fermenting, I uh, scoured uh, Craigslist for um, a brewing equipment and uh, found some brewing equipment and just kind of got crazy with it. So so you were actually consuming the Mr. Beer beer? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, uh, before it was done, I was already looking for equipment, but yeah, I, I did drink it. It was, you know, it was all right. It was fine. It was low Yeah, ABV. I mean, it wasn't yeah. as good as, you know, commercial beer and what have you, or other homebrew, but uh, it worked. What was the beer that uh, turned you from uh, whiskey into a beer guy? Good question. Um, Thank you. What beer was that? Uh, you know, the wife was a beer drinker, and so uh, I figured if she's going to drink beer, it's going to be something better than Coronas and Bud Light. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I stopped by the store, and I picked her up a mixed pack of Sam Adams, and uh, there was, I want to say, like a chocolate something or other in there, and she said, uh, you got to try this, and I tried it, and I'm like, actually, that isn't too bad, and uh, from there, I've probably had uh, 150 different beers. Wow. Sam Adams, yeah. the great converter. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, haven't touched it since. Uh, Sam Adams, that is. Uh, I had that, you know, a couple of weeks, but then uh, I found uh, Sierra Nevada and then, well, just all the other beers out there, and uh, I'm a big Sierra Nevada fan. Awesome. That's yeah. that's pretty good, man. 150 beers in two years or so? Different ones? Uh, yeah, yeah, two years. Uh, November will be two years. That's when my son was born. Oh, so you know you know the exact date. Not many people, I think, know the exact time uh, that they started drinking. Which I think, yeah. which it, is it? Was it a coincidence that it coincided with the birth of your child? You know what? I, I said that and I thought about it. No, it was his first birthday. His oh, first okay. birthday, I started drinking beer. So yeah, um, it probably had something to do with it. Yeah, the whiskey <laughs> just wasn't enough. I needed more. Yeah, well, you need to handle a child. You can't be, you know, can't get the shakes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, let's jump into this beer. This is a coffee stout. Brian, yeah. I choose you, Brian. Pikachu. Um, coffee. 
stout. What do you and, think? What do you think uh, about uh, well, uh, Ryan? We, we judged it as an American stout. Um, are we, were we were we right? <laughs> uh, you know what? You, you guys are the professionals. I don't know. I've oh. only been doing this a short time, so uh, okay. you tell me. You, uh, should we go over the recipe yeah. first? Then you want to do that, or uh, let's get to the recipe later. Let's okay. let's stick to the formula that works here. You know. Yeah. Um, so in the aroma, it had some some pretty sharp dark malt notes with uh, pretty intense roastiness. Um, had a bit of a cold coffee underneath that, and kind of low perfumey earthy hops coming through uh, and really faintly. Um, fruity esters were pretty low and fairly neutral, kind of light fruit apple pear kind of stuff uh no no dms or diastole in there um slight vegetal interesting uh thing about this beer though too uh and the the kind of vegetal note i thought i was getting too and and lee helped i stole this from him but i totally get it now and you're as a judge you can always do this and and collect opinions from the other judges tasting that beer with you it's putting the language together with the the name the name of what you're tasting with what it is is can be tricky but there's definitely a little whiff of kind of a uh, a pepper uh, like a green pepper like thing i kind of get like a little serrano kind of chili pepper in there in the aroma and it's less so in the flavor but it's there too ah kind of peppery note um the appearance of this beer was really nice uh jet black clarity seemed okay if you look at the corners of the glass a nice thick mousse like head foam stand there uh stuck around pretty well um kind of a medium tan colored head um, it started low, but it's, it, it did stay all the way through the, the tasting. So, uh, in the flavor, a high, rich, roasty flavor uh, with dark chocolate and coffee notes supporting, kind of a medium to medium dry finish, not overtly sweet. Um, balance was definitely to the roast malt, just a little bit acrid tasting. The malt's a little a little intense on the roastiness, um, and it has a you know fairly clean ale fermentation. Uh, profile. I thought I might have got a hint of green apple in there, but uh, it's a little bit of um, kind of soy sauce-like character in there, too, in the aftertaste. Um, it's pretty intense overall, and behind everything that's there, the coffee is just a bit muddled, I thought. But, you know, it does have it does have a hint of coffee in there, just not the, the balance wasn't quite right uh, to me. But uh, the flavor's, flavor's okay, interesting. It does have a little bit of that peppery in there, too, like I said. So, um Mouthfeel is pretty full-bodied. Um, medium carbonation, a uh, bit of alcohol warmth. This is apparent in there. It seems like a pretty big boy. Uh, not very much astringency in it either, just kind of a touch from the roasted malts. But with a beer like this, you kind of expect that. Um, and it's, it was slightly creamy nonetheless. So that part of it was fine. Kind of the smoothness of it was pretty good. Uh, and it wasn't really hot. The alcohol character that's there is pretty smooth and even keel. It's not, not like ah, burning your throat. So, you know, pleasant drinking stout, pretty pretty intense overall. The defects in it are, are only minimal. That pepper-like thing was kind of an interesting thing. And, um, but the main fault to me was the, the lack of balance between the, you know, the very rich, intense base style uh, and the coffee character. You want to have so much going on here, I would just suggest backing off almost everything on the, the, you know, the darker end of things, the roast intensity, reduce those darkest malts. And, you know, maybe bring up some of the middle malts a little bit, give it some complexity, but, you know, push the coffee up over the, just to balance that a little better. And also, you can try different methods of extracting the coffee. I don't know how how you processed it, but uh, a lot of times a cold extract is a good way to go. And you can even add it in secondary until the you get the balance just right, you know, brew up a bunch of cold coffee and add it in secondary and... uh 
you know, get it, get it tasting nice, you know, even do small samples and then scale up to what you're going to do in the end. But I gave the beer a 31. I thought it was, just, you know, it's in very good territory. Um, it's a nice beer. You could, you could drink this and it, it's interesting enough to keep your attention. It's just not, if I was presented with a coffee American stout, this isn't quite there. It misses the, this is a mark on style just a little bit and the balance is, is off. So, but you know, good job brewing it. Thank you. No, thank you. All right, Lee, you're up, dude. All right. Um, coffee stout. Um, well, it smells like coffee. And then you get this big... Actually, it's interesting, this this green pepper thing Brian that Brian mentioned. To me, it comes across almost as a chili pepper, jalapeno, then when it sort of fades a bit to green pepper. It's really strong when you pour it right out of the bottle, and then it kind of fades out, but it never really goes away. But it's there, definitely. Um, other than that, some dark chocolate, maybe a low caramel note. No hop aroma that I could pick up. Uh, maybe a little bit of a red berry ester, kind of an ashy smoke note in the finish. Um, appearance, it looked black. About as black as they get, probably. Uh, well, I've seen blacker, but this is pretty black. Um, pours a medium-low head, tan, mostly fine bubbles, phase to a light cover. Flavor was coffee, uh, kind of a cold coffee, like they were saying, an ash roast flavor. Followed by some licorice, some chocolate, a little maybe a little bit of a burnt tarry note, which is kind of interesting. Kind of like that in a stout, actually. Uh, a little bit of caramel, some a little bit of alcohol flavor. The green peppers in there, sort of more green pepper than chili in uh, flavor, it seemed. A uh, little bit of low resiny piney hop flavor, a little stronger towards the finish. The balance is definitely towards the malt over the hops. The IBU is really just enough to support the malt in here. It wasn't notably bitter at all. Uh, no ferment esters I could really pick up with any certainty. Maybe a little bit of raspberry note. Wasn't really sure. Finish is sweet, although it's kind of fairly well balanced by the roast flavors and uh, bitterness. Um, aftertaste is coffee, cocoa, resiny hop note, caramel sweetness, alcohol, and green pepper, which is a little odd. <laughs> um, Mouthfeel is medium to medium high body, probably lean almost to the high end of that. It wasn't hot or astringent, though definitely had a little bit of alcohol warming, uh, drying to the finish from the roast. Medium to medium low carbonation, sort of medium level creaminess. I actually thought it was very tastely, tasty, deeply roast flavored stout. Roast pretty well balanced by the sweetness and lower IBU, which isn't the usual sort of thing you define a balance by, but actually I thought that worked pretty well. Uh, hop character's low for an American stout, if that's what you had in mind. Um, for a sweet stout, it would probably be about right. Um, more a sweet stout in the balance. Coffee flavor is pretty good, not overwhelming, uh, which was actually kind of nice. I've had a number of coffee stouts where it just tastes like cold, nasty coffee. Um, I thought you got the balance on that pretty well. Um, uh, but it does have that green pepper jalapeno kind of flavor that I get occasionally in coffee beers. And I'm not really sure where that comes from. I'd love to tell you how to get rid of it, but I don't know. Um, to improve it, get rid of that flavor. Um, other than that, a slightly higher IBU might balance the sweetness better. And if you wanted to really make it an American, you'd need to th- stout, you'd need to throw in a fair amount of uh, flavor and aroma hops. Not a fair amount, but a, a, you know, a decent dose of flavor in America, uh, and aroma hops. But if you want to keep it more sweet ter- stout territory, you're okay. It's up to you there. Um, actually, I gave it a 33. I thought it was a pretty decent beer. The only thing I didn't like about it was that weird pepper flavor. Before we find out about the uh, the coffee, Ryan, this, this is my theory. And, and I'm going to move beyond pepper and, and see if anybody else can figure this out. So my grandma used to grow 
beans. And my dad and I used to go out into a garden and you, you know just pull them right off the plant and you snap them open and you just eat these like fava. I don't know what they. Well, I don't know what they were, but that's what this smells like. It smells like the inside of a bean pod. Like it's the the white. Uh, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's snapping open a bean pod. It's yeah. chlorophylly, but okay. White. I don't know. My theory on the coffee on the coffee side of things is. Um, it's probably a lighter roast coffee, and you probably did it in in uh, uh, soaked the ground right in in the in the in the word. That's that's my opinion, and the combination of those two for me brings out that green pepper kind of thing. But tell us what you did, Ryan. Uh, yeah, so for the coffee, I added an ounce uh, at flame out, and then another ounce and uh, and the fermentation oh. uh, after everything kind of died down, probably about five days in or so. Of actual uh, liquid coffee, or no? Actually, just coffee grounds. Yeah, what kind of coffee? Um, I'm trying to pull up a picture. I took a picture of the bag. It was. Uh, I remember it being a dark, roasty blend, hmm. uh, which I really didn't want to go with. But uh, uh, here it is. Okay, so it's a Pete's coffee French roast. It's oh, a deep roast <laughs> under it. So. There goes the green coffee. There man. goes the green coffee. But I call the coffee grounds. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. Maxwell House. Original. That's that's the one to go with. (laughs) Either the Folgers. Well, the Folgers has the dry crystals, right? So you just spoon those into your fermenter. Yeah, I mean, why why muck around, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, coffee has Mm. so many different flavors in it. Uh, You know that the combination of all the the millions of different whatever flavor components in the coffee when it's roasted at the temperatures it is. You know, you get there's a lot of you know, kind of phenolic compounds in there too, probably, and some, and you know, some melanoidins and different things, and you know, some's just popping out from that coffee, probably. That's, uh, you know, yeah. with presented with the alcohol and with the style that you have here, it just it's doing something interesting there. So I definitely, I, I don't get the the green bell pepper is what I usually get with coffee beers mm-hmm. like this, homebrews. But uh, yeah, this is just it's taking me back to my grandma's backyard. Mm-hmm. That's sweet. Thank you. She used to, she was crazy though. She had this big fig tree, and, and even though she never used all the figs, she didn't want the birds to eat them. So she had all these pie tins and Pepsi cans on a string uh, running from the friggin' garden to her house. So every like five minutes, she go out and just shake the string and curse in Greek at all the birds eating her figs, even though she didn't do shit with them. She's crazy. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, that's my a, crazy grandma story. I should do some. I should be crazy. Be crazy like my grandma was, please. Get out of here, you <laughs> damn crow! Bravo, bravo, bravo! Probably thought she could ride that right away. She talked? She'd well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. She didn't speak English. What do she I know? No Greek. Bravo, bravo, bravo is pretty good. Uh All right, man. Well, hey, uh, Ryan, do you have any questions for these guys besides hearing me jabber about my grandma? Uh, no, the stories about your grandma were fantastic. Thank I you. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed them. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Any, uh, I gave you the, the recipe I used. Anything that uh, that you would suggest me doing differently next time? Uh, mentioned uh, getting rid of the uh, uh, the bell pepper flavor, but not uh, not knowing how to do it. Um, any, just any feedback? Uh, you know, what, what can I do a little bit differently next time? Lee, you have that recipe in front of you, right? Do you? Well, um, you want to run down that? It, well, I don't know. It, it really, yeah, I wish I knew how to get rid of the bell pepper flavor. If anybody out there in the chat room or the webinars going on around here at Multiplicity right. know, we'd love to hear. Um, I, I don't always, know. I always say to, to not use the grounds, to actually make not the coffee. The, the best coffee beer I've ever had 
was from Red Hook when they did uh, Starbucks. Uh, I forget what it was called. It was years and years ago. And they used the Starbucks Italian roast, but double strength. And then they add it. Then they would add that to the to the beer. I don't know how because I yeah. wasn't really well. The one coffee beer I ever made, I, I basically did it in a French press and then just added the coffee. So mm-hmm. the grounds never went in. It didn't have any of that. Or very very little of that flavor. So I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it could be that the alcohol in the beer is extracting something different from the grounds, and you would extract from using a, a brewed coffee. And you know, I would I would ex- suggest a cold extract with the same recipe and see how it does. Uh, actually, while well, lighten, lightening up the recipe a little bit. You, you wanted Lee to talk about the recipe. It's got... Uh, it's but a Brian will start. That's I will do it. <laughs> Brian, I will take over. Brian. Five we'll gallon batch. The 025 Edinburgh, Edinburgh Scottish Ale Yeast. Uh, OG 1072. FG 1027. ABV 5.9. I thought it was bigger than that. Wow. Um, well, look at the terminal on Attenuation 71%. Uh, figure, uh, FG was 1027. Yeah, that's a yeah. big beefy beer yeah. in the end for something to start at ten seventy ish. Yeah, so the the in the mash you had some sixty nine percent two row, ten point three percent crystal seventy five, six point nine percent chocolate at four fifty SRM, three point four percent roasted barley at three hundred SRM, five point two percent flaked oats and five point two percent flaked wheat, and it used a pH five point two stabilizer. Yeah, that's in the. It should be in the territory for an American stout. The terminal gravity might be a bit high for anything sweet, short of, yeah, a, of an imperial, really, but um, it, that's yeah, it's a little sweet. I mean, honestly, it depends what you want to do with it. I mean, I if it didn't have that green pepper flavor, I really like it as is. Agreed. If you want to make it an American stout, add more hops. If you want to make it a sweet stout, um, maybe just get rid of the coffee. Blessings. Um, excuse me. A little sneeze there. Um, I thought it was actually pretty good as, as a kind of a sweet stop. Maybe it might have to, let's say, back off from the bittering a bit, but maybe not even that. Light, it depends where you want to go. It's very intense on the roast flavors, but with all the sweetness in there, it works. And with that big terminal gravity, it works pretty well. Um, I'm not sure I'd change a whole lot. I'd just monkey with how you handle the coffee. Perfect. Okay. That's me. And you can brew it again and, and split that batch, I guess, and, and figure out different ways to do it. But I, I would suggest either the cold brew uh, method or, or like Lee said, just making the French press and, 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 and see how it goes. I, I kind of like to steer people away from adding actual ground coffee to the beer because every time it does, it gets that, for me, it gets that green pepper uh, weirdness. Yeah. So gotcha. try, it and, uh, try it and let us know, please, because, uh, you know, you'd be the first person to confirm something. Yeah, just And yeah. be sure not to get your coffee bag from the back of the cabinet in a Mexican restaurant. I don't know. Oh, crap. That might help. That's exactly where I got it. <laughs> where, where they always sell the pizza, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they always find a bag of pizza back there right. whenever you're taking around in Mexican restaurants. Right. Pizza and enchilada sauce. Yeah. Huh? Oh, sounds good, yeah, actually. No, I, pizza mole. Oh, actually it does now. <laughs> Now I want to go cook Molly. Uh, all right, Ryan, uh, if that's it, if you don't have anything else, we'll let you go. No, that's it. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks. All right, bud. Yeah, Thanks for sending that in. commend your wife for converting you to beer, too. So, yeah. Cheers. Isn't that awesome? It's yeah. pretty good. All right, man. Thanks. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate right. it. Bye. Good beer. I really, I, I hope he makes that again. Ryan, I hope you make this again, man, and, and, and let us know. Do something different with the coffee and, and let us know. Or better yet, Send it to us, and we'll do a rundown real fast of it. Um, I'd like to try it again. All right, let's take a break, and then when we come back, we're going to uh, go to our lovely in-studio guest, 
Casey with a Hobbin 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 Vaver uh, with a Hobbin Vaver. It's Doctor Homebrew back after this. Hey, dude, you know what beer this is? Oh, uh, no, all the labels are falling off. Yeah, or the ink is run. Well, if it's a pale ale, you're good, but stay away from the quote-unquote Belgian. Oh, man, this guy needs to get some grog tags. Grog tags are reusable, right-on, wipe-off, commercial-grade bottle labels for your brew. The guys at Grog Tag are homebrewers. They wanted great-looking, sturdy labels for your bottles, buckets, carboys, kegs, and growlers. They also wanted a label that not only looks good, but can be easily removed and reapplied during bottling without that nasty glue residue being left behind. No residue, water-resistant, and ice chest approved. Grog tags stay on in water or an ice chest, and they stay legible. Visit grogtag.com to customize your label or coaster from dozens of different templates for free and see how awesome your bottles can look. Ugh, it's that pseudo-Belgian. Yeah, we're getting him some grog tags, dude. Grog tag. At least your beer will look good. Grogtag.com. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, More Beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Everybody, thanks for sticking with us. It is Dr. Homebrew, of course, as always. Uh, we are here with the lovely, talented Casey Kaminsky from uh, Folsom Brewmeister. That's the shop you work at, right? Yeah, Roseville and uh, Folsom. Now serving Roseville. How's it going over there? And uh, Are you at the Folsom or are you at the Roseville one? Both. You're at both? I go in between them, yeah. Yeah, you do. How's it going over there? Very well. It's going great, yeah. Uh, the Roseville shop's pretty new. It started picking up uh, on a customer base, and uh, Folsom Shop's always done well. It's been there for like 15 years now or something. Right. Yeah. Okay. Awesome, man. And uh, so what did you bring us? A Fluvenflavin. It is a Fluvenflavin. Um, so this is a Hoffenweizen. I got interested in this kind of weird style when I heard about Schneider doing a collaboration with Brooklyn Brewery. Called, uh, they called it a Hopfenweizen. Their take was more of a Dunkelweizen with uh, West Coast hops thrown in there. They used Amarillo and Palisade, I think. And so I did two different... I, I brewed this beer like five or six different times. The first time I entered it in a competition, it was it got a 38, but I did more of an IPA style with that. Oh, wow. And the problem with that, I think, was the mineral content of the water and the amount of the 
hops I put in there, and that's why it was uh, not quite as high as I wanted it to, to get. So I changed. This one's more of a pale ale cross with the, uh, the German half, um, and I was very conservative on the mineral content, mostly focusing on calcium and the chloride. That's something I have yet to do is, is mess with my mineral content. I don't know if I can do it. It seems if very If it's complex. dark and it's night, you know, and you, you're in your bedroom alone, it's all right to mess with your mineral content. But I, I'm a voyeur. Well, I don't know. I don't know where we're going. Uh, how long have you been homebrewing? Not very long, right? I mean, you're still, you're like 10 or 11 years old, right? I'm actually 14. See? Yeah. yeah. I knew you looked young for your age. It, it was about two years ago, I think, I got a, a homebrew kit for my birthday, and, uh, Ever since I started learning about the different malts and just getting excited about tasting different malts and hops, um, I haven't been able to stop. Actually, I, I don't even sleep in my bedroom anymore. There's there's eight primary fermenters that I leave <laughs> across the room in there and five or six um, secondaries that I use for uh, long-term storage or sours. Um, where, 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 do you, where do you sleep? I just I have to ask. A futon. You sleep on a futon just in the hallway? In the bonus room. In the bonus room? Yeah. Isn't that a nice way to just say spare bedroom? Uh, it's. I guess it's different, though, because it's supposed to be dedicated towards um, bonus or a game activities. room or whatever. There's, no, there's okay. just a pool table in there and right. a computer and stuff. But, and you. Well, I sleep in there now. Right. Yeah. Why not ferment in the bonus room, or is that too dumb of a question? I started putting it in my room, and then I started spilling beer in my room when I was doing transfers, so <laughs> I figured might as well just fuck up one room than uh, a bunch of them. When you're trying to play billiards, man, that's not right. fun. Straddle my Hoffenflaven. Oh. Well, you sink that eight ball. Eight All right, ball. we need to have a talk because that's uh, inappropriate language. Um, I don't know. Uh, all right, guys, what do you think? Let's, uh, Lee, why don't you kick us off with this with the Hoppen... What is it? Seriously, I have no idea. H-O-P-F-E-N. Hopfen Weizen. Hopfen Weizen. Hopfen Weizen. And is that just a style that we made up? No, that's what uh, Schneider called theirs. Um, but I think that uh, Hopfen might be like a German word for hop or hoppy or something. Good job. Something to do with cumulus yeah. Yes, it is. And, it is. And the Weizen is obviously, everyone knows what that shit is. Yeah, it's just beer. Weizen is wheat. Yeah. Yep. Um, can't they just say hop? Hop Weizen. I don't know. It sounds cooler when you say Hopfen. Does it? Yeah. Oh, yeah I, I for forgot it. my flannel jacket at home, but uh, oh well. <laughs> That's all right. You can borrow Brian's. I've got a leather jacket that says Hopfenweizen Gang on the back. <laughs> <laughs> and we will cut you. That's right. All right, Lee, take us away. All right. Uh, I'm not wearing the white jacket here. Okay. <laughs> so, Hopfenweizen. Hints of banana and pear. Overshadowed by grassy, oniony hop aroma. Uh, malt aromas, white bread, no diacyl DMS, um, clean ferment, not finding much clove in the aroma. Um, appearance is yellow, looks like Hefeweizen, moderate haze. Pours a medium-high head that fades to light cover, could have better head retention. Uh, flavor, white bread malt, which is pretty much perfect for style, with... Um, Oh, boy. Yeah, you can have trouble scanning these things in. I can't read half of my own score sheet. Uh, white bread malt with mango and stronger oniony hop notes. Low pear ester, less banana ester, low clove. Balance to the malt, IBUs appropriate to style. Finishes white bread, pear, oniony hops, semi-sweet. Uh, Mouthfeel is a medium body, medium CO2. Should probably be higher to be to style. 
Not hot or astringent. Medium high creaminess is good. Could use some more body to it. It seems a little bit thin. Base beer is pretty good. Appropriate bready malt. More pear than banana for the ester choice, but some beers, some heifers will have that. Carbonation seems a bit low for style, which will hurt the head. It'll hurt the body and the creaminess feeling for it. Um, the hops are flavor balanced well for their intensity, uh, but for me, and this is kind of a, a personal opinion sort of thing, note here, I think, but the oniony character um, is a bit odd. That's not what I would pick. Um, for, for mixing with the hefevites and the fruity mango notes that are kind of there where the hops seem to blend better. Um, to improve the beer, I would increase the carbonation a bit, bring it up to where the style is. That will drive the flavors and the body and the mouth feel a little better. Uh, the yeast esters are more pear than the banana. Some hefes are like that, but the banana might blend better with the extra hops. Um, I would, um, you might want to, ench- did you mash this or was this extract? It was all, all grain. Yeah. It was all grain. Okay. The body seemed a little bit on the thin side to me for a heifer. I'm not terribly so, but um, it might possibly be partly the combination, but um, you might want to, for if you're doing a protein rest, make sure it doesn't go too long uh, so you don't lose some of your body from the extra protein you get in the wheat malt. You know, just uh, 131 for 20 minutes, maybe 30 to do that. Um, the oniony hop choice for me clashes with a heifer. Um, I would stick to more fruity or classic noble floral spicy hops or just a straight-up American sea hop for that. Um, for me, that is just that, that one kind of note just didn't really match with a heifer. I um, think that's the uh, the galaxy. I'd noticed that with the Amarillo, it had a lot more of the kind of classic tangerine. Mm-hmm. And the galaxy, maybe it's the, the year's... Uh, growth or or a crop or whatever but it had kind of a kind of a sharp note on there right. um, and i got that just smelling it even out of the package um, right i mean for me i'd almost stick with just like centennial for something like this but that's yeah. me the the schneider version not the hoffenfeitzen but they do their own they do with a nelson sovin hop i don't know if you've ever had that i haven't had that really one. nice uh that that hop blends very well with a heifer yeah, i'll have to check that out yeah, yeah. i'm starting to like that hop too yeah it's a great one yeah brian now that we finished reading the back of his score sheet, <laughs> I'll throw in my two cents. That's true. It's like an extra sheet. <clears throat> it is. You get a bonus sheet with every sheet with Lee. Just like Casey's bonus I room. Know, I know judges like that. It's good. Um, yeah, the, uh, so we judge this as a Category 23 specialty beer as a, uh, a German Weiss with uh, West Coast hops. Um, yeah. Aroma... I found a moderate clove in there, and I had this kind of lemony uh, uh, and banana ester uh, profile kind of popping up there with a trace of bubblegum. I thought it was pretty estery, and and it was playing with the... There was definitely some, some citrus and pine in the hops, too, along with some of those other notes. Um, the garlic or onion note is kind of in there. It's it's not too offensive to me. I didn't really note it and detract from the score from that. Um, I thought it all kind of blended pretty well it was an interesting hop choice because it was it was presented as having west coast hops and some of them can be a little funky um you know but with uh, the way that it all played together so some of the aromas in the spear had like a um you know there's a citrusy element to it there's a little bit of a, a, a phenolic element in it from the clove it has some like lemon fresh you know goodness in there and it's like kind of comes across almost as like 
and I hate to even say this, but it's like a, a kind of a pine salt like aroma in a good way, though, if that's possible. It's no, there was no like I was looking for fruit cocktail. But, <laughs> fruit uh, cocktail. That's all right. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean not like the cleaning aspect of the and the nasty chemical aspect of that, but like in the the pleasant like oh, there's a fruity like and kind of phenolic smell, you know, and it's kind of interesting. But it just brought that association to my mind. I just wanted to write on the score sheet without trying to be too offensive. <laughs> Uh, about it because it I tastes like cleaner i liked the you know it, it seems clean cleanly brewed uh i didn't get any off notes dms or dastel or anything like that so um you know it had, it had a nice orangey yellow color with a medium light uh haze and kind of a uh you know bright golden kind of hue to it in there um the head is white and stuck around for a little while you know it does fade pretty uh pretty soon after pouring but uh it did stick around a little while um, so in the flavor, you know, the, the banana clove is prominent enough against the piney citrusy kind of lime like hops to work well. And, and, but the balance is definitely to the yeast character in this beer, not the hops to me. Um, although I, I do, you know, drink a lot of hoppy beers and so I'm used to a lot of, a lot of that <laughs> and this could be offensive to other people, but that's my, my take on it. Um, you know, very clean ale fermentation is apparent. Uh, finish is kind of semi-sweet, and aftertaste has some lemony and herbal notes in it, and a little bit of a kind of a tea-like thing that was kind of interesting, uh, herbal tea kind of note in there. So the mouthfeel was medium light. It it's um, it's on the light side for style, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's too far too too terribly light. I wouldn't want it to be too much chewier than this, really, with everything that's going on here at the body. Uh, uh, well, the, there was no real uh, real warmth or astringency or anything in this. It's a bit creamy, um, medium medium high carbonation, uh, and pretty smooth overall in the mouthfeel. I liked I liked that element of it. it scored pretty well there. Um, so, I mean, overall impression. This is where you sum everything up in the score sheet. You know, for those of you just learning about judging, um, this is where you can say whatever you want. It would be easy to overdo the West Coast hops in a beer like this, but you've managed to tread the line, not going overboard. Category 23 should be all about balance, and this is nicely balanced. I would suggest playing with different West Coast hops to find one that best suits the beer. Like, it was an interesting hop choice, but I like a little funk sometimes, a little interesting, Mm. uh, and I I thought it worked to me, but... um, you could push up the carbonation a bit too, and and it would drive some of those flavors a little bit more. Uh, but I, I gave it a thirty-seven. I thought it was a pretty nicely balanced beer, and that's what I look for in a category twenty-three. So, uh, cheers! Yeah, Lee and I were a little far apart on this one. Uh, seven point spread. So, but that's acceptable. We would probably duke it out back behind the, the judging area, and <laughs> you know, somebody come back with a black eye, and then we'd score it a thirty-six or something. You know, nah, seven point spread's fine. We would just meet in the middle or figure out where we want to land. Yeah, it's fine. All right. It happens. Casey, what do you think? Who's um, asked you want to kick first? <laughs> I don't know. I think uh, it's it's making me wonder about how much uh, hops I used in that one. I was pretty conservative. Uh, it was only about an ounce between the two at Flame Out on the yeah. West Coast hops and a half ounce total for dry hop. So maybe I should have added a little bit more of the hops in it. Um, but I've always had a problem getting that right amount of banana and clove from German half beers in general. Mm, yeah. I've used the 3068, the 300, 
Um, I'm going to try the 380, but I, I never seem to get that balance I want. On this one, I did um, a ferulic acid rest at about between like 110 and 112 for about 30 minutes, and then I just raised it straight up to saturification and uh, went with that. I did it in a more beer megapot, so I don't think I got any sort of uh, over-caramelization from doing my mashing within the actual boil kettle. Um, but it's always been, I, I haven't been able to capture the, the banana clove the way I want to. Um, Vine Stefaner is my favorite. What temperature do you ferment at? 64. I usually pitch it like uh, around the low six, lower 60s, and then I yeah. let it rise up to 64 and try to hold it there. I tried doing the the Jamil Zanishev 62, pitching at like 68 or so, I mean 58 remaining at 62 and i i just didn't get as much of the phenols and the esters that i wanted yeah um so i tried doing it a little bit warmer this time see how it would come out yeah go incrementally with it that's that's good i think you know 64 should be a pretty good temperature for fermenting a weizen like this and yeah sometimes it is hard to get the you know the the profile you want but you know you i i definitely wouldn't push the hops up much higher than this because it's already uh, until you dial in and figure out the way to you know to get that uh, the banana clove profile to come up where you want it to, um, but um, yeah, just experiment with the different yeasts and see what happens there. But you have the recipe on you? Yes. Um, so it was five pounds of pilsner, four pounds of U.S. malted white wheat. It was breeze. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pilsner I think was Vyrban. Um One and a half pounds of flaked wheat. Although on the second time I had to use more, I ran out of white wheat. And a half a pound of Munich, and oh. then there was just like 0.75 of Holler Tower for bittering. I didn't know if somehow that was going to also enhance the the um, the phenols from the yeast. If having that spicy noble hop in there would also complement that, so I kept that at Holler Tower, and then just used the West Coast West Coast at Flame Out and Dry Hop. All right, so what, what was the wheat in there again? I'm sorry, I missed that. Four pounds of multi-white wheat and one and a half of the flaked wheat. Right, yeah. okay. Yeah, classic Classic half would be 50% wheat malt or more. They wouldn't use the flake, but I don't know how much difference that would make in this beer. Um, I, for me, I think the intensity you got in the hops wasn't bad. Uh, I would just go for a different different variety. If you want to get the esters out more, you could maybe try, if you got a good healthy yeast culture, you know, if you've got like a starter going or something like that, mm-hmm. you might try a little bit of an underpitch, you know, twenty percent or something to try and drive esters a little bit more. That might work. Um, or try a thirty-six thirty-eight instead of the thirty sixty-eight. You might get something different that way. That that's mm-hmm. if I remember, almost gets a little bit plummy sometimes, which is kind of interesting. But yeah, yeah. What, what were the hops that you used in this? Sorry, if you said before, but no worries. It was uh, Amarillo and Galaxy. What was the the beer that you gave me a beer uh, during the break, which was this recipe? But yeah, it was Mosaic Hops. Mosaic that one hops? that one has a little bit more of a funk to it. It's uh, it's it's more kind of funky than the the Galaxy, mm-hmm. but then it also has that that kind of fruitiness to it. Some people describe it as like blueberry and lemons and all. I thought it was. Stuff. I thought I like that a lot better. You like that one? I do. <laughs> Shit, I chose the wrong one. Yeah, I chose poorly, my friend. Where's yeah. uh, Where's the restart button? On that one? <laughs> where's that bottle? Yeah, actually, uh, I could grab it, but I don't know if we have time. Yeah, that's uh, that's my personal opinion. I'm okay. just going to give it because I don't know how to make your beer taste better. I don't yeah. know anything. That's well, why it's a nice fruity hop, though. That might work in here. It's it, like the Nelson Sauvignon is kind of a, that whiny fruity thing. It works pretty well with these beers. 
We should check it out. Definitely, I, yeah. I, I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed both beers. Uh, I wasn't entirely sure what a, a Hopfen Hopfenweitz, right? Hopfenweitz. Yeah. You can call yeah. it Hopfenweitz. Yeah. Uh, do whatever I want. Gutes Bier. Call it. I don't know what I'll do. All I right. think the the Amarillo though is definitely doing more for you here than the other hop. So you know, uh, maybe take that and then split it with another hop the next time. I think it's you know, yeah, it's giving a nice little kind of limey, lemony thing in there, mixed with the kind of funky, uh, slightly oniony, garlicky thing in there, and uh, herbal notes or whatever. You said you do brew it a lot. Yeah, this is the uh, these two were the fifth and sixth time doing it. Oh, wow. I think uh, different I think hops it, each time. Yes, no, well, different hops, and then also changing the approach. So the mineral content in the beginning, it's the one when I got the thirty-eight at um, one of the comps, it was just like at a lingering sort of bitterness to it, and it wasn't quite uh, what I was looking for. The the banana and the and the clove was all hidden mm-hmm. by the hops because I was doing like three ounce dry hop, three ounce flame out, and like two ounces somewhere in the boil of West Coast. Wow, it was just yeah, that's a good way to go about it, though. Make incremental changes, you know, dial in one thing at a time. You got the yeah. mineral. The minerals in this beer seemed fine. It was great, you know. Um, the water seemed right for the style. So, yeah, play with the hops a little bit more. You're getting it dialed in. Play with, uh, you know, like like Lee suggested, maybe stress the yeast just a little bit. See if it kicks out a little more clove or something. That's that's a good idea. Um, and have some fun with it, you know. Maybe even play with the oxygen when you're oxygenating too a little bit. If you, you know, mm-hmm. some combination of a pitch amount and oxygenation. I yeah, tried to get under- you nice and dizzy. <laughs> I tried to under oxygenate just a little bit to try to stress it to get more of the banana. Um, and it worked out all right, but I've never had any kind of success with thirty sixty eight or three hundred for whatever reason. Hmm. We're getting that that Weinstefaner profile that I want. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you're you'll you'll figure it out, and then you'll let us know. And then when your book on hopping hopping Weizens come out, yeah, a year from now you'll be on your thirteenth batch of this, and we'll 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 talk again. Yeah. <laughs> Any other questions, Casey? Before I let you go, uh, do you guys have any uh, opinion on frulic acid rest, like uh, specific temps and times, or because I, I the chart I saw online, I don't even know if it was uh, a credible source. It was like it wasn't linear, so you let it sit there for thirty minutes and you're pretty much not going to get any more out of 30 minutes and 60 minutes except for a small amount of frulic acid. Yeah, one thing I would note, I mean, 110 for probably, what I remember reading is about 5 or 10 minutes is probably enough to generate all the, it's a precursor to the clove flavor aroma, so you don't need a whole lot of it. Um, If you let your beer sit for 30 minutes at 112, 115, somewhere in that area is where you were. Um, you well, can get below s- 115, though. Below 115, yeah. okay. Like you, right around 112. You you might actually be in a low in a realm where you might get some low-level uh, protease activity going on, and that uh, might be why this beer was a little lacking in head. Um, so I would maybe shorten that. Keep that down to just 5 or 10 minutes. Um, and then try to keep it closer to 110 instead of... Uh, yeah, 110, I think, is sort of the, the target for that. 108, 10, even. 108, yeah. even, maybe even 105. But yeah, yeah. keep it a little I lower w- and do it a lot shorter. And you're going you're gonna to get that um, frulic acid at, at 105? or You should. I mean, these things aren't digital cutoffs. They're, they're going to be a range. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right on. All right. Thanks, Casey. Appreciate you not only sending beer, but uh, coming in and... Talk a little bit about it. Yeah. I've had a good time. It's interesting to see uh, everything around the studio. Yeah? It's pretty here. Nice and green. 
We'll give you the nickel tour. So you walk outside. Yeah. The skyline is kind of uh, smokestacked. <laughs> well, you know. You do what you can. Yeah. You do what you can. Right. Uh, the Creek Monkey, though, is a uh, wonderful beer and wonderful people. Oh, you good went over food. there? Good, yeah. Yeah, yeah we like it over there. Creek Monkey, they're good, they're good folks. And you can see them just right out there. You can wave to them as they close up. Right on. All right, we're going to take a break, and then when we come back, we'll do our infamous rundown of uh, the beers that we've had. And then we're going to get out of here finally because, uh, you know, you can only be here for so long, even though it's the best fun I've ever had. Dr. Homebrew, stay tuned. That's it. I've had it. I am never putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contract, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a home brew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special Secret Elite. Elite Bare Bones Club, where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit! NicoBrew.com N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W NicoBrew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Hey, Wooly, I'm beat. Can we find a nice tree to just hang out in for a while? You're beat? I've been swinging through this forest for 50 years, ever since we... Ever since we first escaped from the circus. I know, I know, but there's got to be more to life than exploring this creek and trying to populate the valley by copulating with loose, hairy girls. Mark, we stop. Look! What is that? It looks like a man-made treehouse. With fresh food. And craft beer. Welcome to the Creek Monkey Tap House, boys. Grab a seat. Creek Monkeys drink free. <laughs> awesome! The Creek Monkey Tap House in Martinez, California, takes their mission of fresh food and beer seriously. They only serve locally raised beef and chicken, as well as local sustainable produce. It's better for you and the planet, and it just tastes better. The beer and wine at Creek Monkey Tap House are chosen with the same care for the highest quality and rotate frequently to make each visit an adventure. Swing on in to the Creek Monkey Tap House and enjoy a new legend of amazing food, beer, and wine. The Creek Monkey Tap House, online at creekmonkey.com. Now, back to the examination. All right, thanks for sticking with us. It's the last segment of Dr. Homebrew, the cleanup. The cleanup round, I'm going to call it. I probably won't. So uh, this is where we really just go down the beers that we've had and uh, kind of recap the ways that the brewers can can improve their beers. So the first beer we had up was Ryan with his coffee stout. And uh, you guys were talking... Uh, Mainly, uh, the, the the most feedback that we gave him was just about how he delivered his coffee, uh, I, I think, anyways. And it was, um, try a different delivery method. Try brewed coffee, right? Try try not adding just the grounds and see the kind of flavors you get and, and, and how you play with that, right? Yeah, it's pulling something funky out of those grounds and, and uh, the alcohol and everything in the beer. Just, yeah, something, something a little weird there. Yeah, and the base beer was actually pretty good. I liked it. Yeah, very, very yeah. intensely roasty and very sweet, very, very sweet big sign. body to that one. Uh, the coffee flavor, just that pepper, bean pepper, chili pepper thing, was just kind of weird. 
Yeah, and uh, and so you guys were saying to back off the roast a bit because it's a little too much. It fights the coffee, or or would you recommend trying to dial your coffee in first and then making any adjustments to the recipe? That might help it come across. I mean, it it, it was you know it wasn't the intensity of the roast and stuff was kind of nice the way it was presented, but it just the coffee just got hidden behind all of that. So if you could manage to bring up the intensity and the richness of your coffee so that it played nicely with that, I still think it would be a little much. I would back off a little bit of the roast in that. Hmm. Yeah, for me, I'd leave it where it is. But I like really burly, roasty imperial stout. So a beer like this uh, appeals to me. You know, it's very right. roasty. Big terminal gravity is ten twenty seven. Yeah. I mean, for me, I would leave it there. Uh, I thought the coffee was not over the top. A lot of coffee stouts just way too much coffee, and this was not yeah. there. It was actually, I thought the intensity wise, it was kind of a nice blend. But uh, the yeah, just that green pepper thing was not not welcome. Agreed. Uh, probably. Nor my stories about my grandma. Um, and then Casey, poor old Casey over here. He had the Hoppen... Hoffen... Hoppenweizen. I'm never, never going to get it. Either I'm, I'm too tired or I'm too drunk. Just but. get your dirndl on and you'll get it right. <laughs> get my, you want to see me in a dirndl? No, actually, I don't. <laughs> try, to, try this at home. <laughs> uh, what did we tell Casey. Well, don't brew ever again. No. no. Stop think brewing. He's doing something I'm right. He's brewing the same thing over and over again. He's yeah. dialing in one thing at a time. Absolutely. And I like that. Yeah. I can't. I don't have the patience to do that. I'm, I'm going to brew no. a different beer every time. And I just, I mean, I should do one beer, but I just like variety, so I don't. Um, but that's cool that you're doing that. It's a good little series. And I maybe I should do a series of experiments and change my ways. But... Yeah, it's a good beer. I thought um, playing with the hop and uh, pushing the carbonation up a little bit would be what you do with this beer. Now that he's dialed in a lot of the other things, and also playing with the yeast a little bit to to pull out the banana and clove you want, and you know temperature, oxygenation. There's a lot of uh, and and pitch amount. There's a lot of factors that you can use to dial that in. Talk to some German brewers. You know, call, learn German. <laughs> call. I know German. I'll help you out. There you go. We'll call some brewers in Germany. We'll find out what they do. No. I'm like a quarter <laughs> German. Does that count? Sure. It, sure, it might. Who knows? Like what's the exact <laughs> you know those German rates? They're pretty sticklers on uh, on you know Sharing amounts like that. Wow. Uh, but yeah, overall good beers. Case appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Well, we are going to get out of here. And in case you forgot our sponsors, which how could you? I mean, to be honest. Uh, they are the best. They are fivestarchemicals.com. If you need to figure out how to clean some funk out of your fermenters or, uh, you know, battle all the bacteria, oh, I just came up with some good catchphrases, then fivestarchemicals.com is where you guys want to go. They got five star and PBW and all those kind of cleaning products. They also have, uh, you know, brewer's boots and the, and the gloves for the high temp stuff and, they have all kinds of fun stuff over there, so check them out. If you, if you know, I don't know if you can order right from them. I think you can order all the all the boots and gear and stuff from them. But if your local homebrew shop doesn't carry five star, demand them to carry it because it really is the the best thing out there. Uh, and then of course, Brew Toad, our, our recipe sponsors. Thank you guys very much. What they do is they host all of our recipes. They host all of our shows. Uh, they mirror our, our, our downloads, so that's good for, for us and, and, and for you guys. You can, can just go to one spot. You can check out the BJCP score sheets that Brian and Lee have worked so hard 
to fill out. You can read the recipes that the, that the brewers have uh, have created and uploaded there. And so you can kind of match what we're telling them with what you see and, and how you can interact with your own kind of uh, uh, put it in your own brewing style and, and see if you can come up with something better than them. Um, I don't know. Whatever. Can we go now? I think any any other sponsors to thank or just people we, you want to thank in general? We, I want to thank my grandma for being crazy. Um, we but, we yeah. want to thank her for that, too. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for sticking with us. I appreciate you guys listening. It, me- it means a lot. And, uh, uh, you know, we're just trying to get some good beers in here and uh, talk some good homebrewers. So uh, stay tuned. It's Dr. Homebrew. Homebrew.